Hi, testing, testing, testing. Hi, my name is Frater Mercurio of the Fellowship of the Golden Dawn, and this is the first in a series of podcasts all about theurgy and high magic. We're going to be talking about the origins of high magic, what theurgy is, and some of the things about the modern Golden Dawn over the next few episodes of this podcast. Each podcast is approximately five minutes long, so you can take your time to listen to it um, and you know add up and build up your library of talks about this subject. So, welcome to what is theurgy? Well, theurgy is an ancient Greek word that basically means God working. And what the ancient Greeks believed is that you could use a number of philosophical principles to help yourself grow and develop and return to a divine state. And you could do this through what they call theurgy. Now, this goes back through a long line of philosophers. It goes all the way back probably to the days of Pythagoras, and Pythagoras, as well as his mathematical achievements, um, he also went and studied in ancient Egypt. And he spent a lot of time with those priests and magicians learning all about their system of philosophy and their, you know, I suppose what now we'd call Egyptian magic and magical practices. And he brought those to ancient Greece and he set up his own school of philosophy, Pythagorean Academy, and this influenced many other future philosophers. Notably, um, there was Plato, and Plato is a very famous name in philosophy that many of you will have heard of. Plato also established his own academy, and he was teaching many people about his philosophy. He included a number of things, it's thought, around theurgy as well, and he influenced future people like um, the you know, Neoplatonists and modern-time philosophers and those who established hermetic orders such as the Golden Dawn, um, which began in Victorian times, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast. One of the things that Plato taught people was the allegory of the cave. Now, Plato's cave, he said that you should imagine um, a group of people sitting in a cave. Their hands are tied so they can't really move, and they don't want to move. They're happy watching the wall of the cave, and behind them is a fire. You know, the fire is highlighting various shadows that are projected onto that wall that the people are watching. And they think that's their reality. They think those shadows are what the world is about. They've not known anything else. They've known nothing different, so they're quite happy to continue. But what if one day one of these people gets free? You know, he frees himself and he decides to look around the cave. Says, oh my God, what's, what's all this? You know, it's like, this cave isn't just about the shadows. There's other things. There's a fire there. There's people walking around the back carrying stuff that the, um, the, f- the flames of the fire are, are projecting onto the wall. And behind them is a, is a point of light. And he went to look at the point of light and it got bigger. And he saw that there's an entrance or an exit, in fact, a way to get out of the cave. So he walks up to this, he goes outside the cave and he finds this beautiful garden, beautiful sunshine, beautiful animals, plants, flowers, all sorts of things around him. And when he looks around, he thinks, my goodness, this is reality. This is what the world is about. Why on earth am I in a cave? And he goes back to try and free the others. He goes all the way back down and he says to the others, guys, there's something else. It's not about the shadows on the wall. But they don't want to listen to him. They're not interested. They're quite happy with the shadows. They're quite happy with their situation. They're happy to live in darkness. And that's what they want to do. 
So they threaten him and they kill him and don't try and change our ideas, you know? And how many times does that happen now, you know? Instead of shadows on the wall, we look at iPhones, we look at computers, we look at the internet. We're distracted by things like that. We don't actually think maybe there's other things. So the point of theurgy and high magic is to try and help people get right out of that cave. And of course, after Plato came people like Plotinus, the third century, and Iamblichus, who were philosophers that really tried to renew this and keep this going. Iamblichus famously set up another um, school of theurgy. He was from Syria, he was another philosopher and a real student of Plotinus. And uh, he inspired future generations and future people being interested in theurgy. And he believed it was more than just philosophy. You've got to actually put these things into practice. And we'll talk a bit more about that and the Renaissance very shortly. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Fratima Curio. Talk to you soon.